Welcome in to the Cover 5 podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan Vanek, at JordanVMDFS on Twitter, and I am joined by Hilo, at HiloFF on Twitter. How are you doing today, Hilo? Good, man. I am uh, past all my real estate dealings. I had three closings in the past week, which kept me pretty busy, <laughs> so I am so stoked to be past that and ready to just jam some more football, dude. Yeah, last week we covered quarters, cover four coverage. If you haven't already, be sure to check that out. We are joined by the Coach A on Twitter, Cody Alexander. He is phenomenal at breaking down defenses. You should already be following him and just checking out his work. But you should give that one a listen because we learned quite a bit. And today we will be going into cover two, cover two man coverages, which very similar. It's just what do... Uh, certain players do during the play that kind of gives it away whether it's cover two or cover two man we got some good uh clips at the end of the show some people getting sniped from the safety position but before we get to that hilo what is what is cover two coverage what, what is it basically yeah cover two uh variations of cover two tampa two it's basically utilizing two high safeties uh they split the field into two into halves and each, the both the strong side safety and the free safety are responsible for a half of the field. Um, we'll talk about goods and others, but basically it was a shell in the early 2000s um, through about 2010 um, was the most common utilized defensive scheme. Tampa 2 kind of came from that in like the 2005, 2006 range into the, the 2010s, um, which utilizes basically just a linebacker dropping to cover the middle of the field. Um, to alleviate one of the softest areas in that coverage, which is 7 to 20 yards over the middle of the field. That was actually something me and Mike Martz broke down during the season this past year. You can look up, you know, breaking down coverages, and you'll find that video between me and him where I asked him about it because he was so frustrated with the Tampa 2. That linebacker and where they're getting is just not where they're supposed to be. And the way that he called offense with the Showtime Rams back in the early 2000s was, I'm going to get to get you in your coverage and then I'm going to manipulate the rules that I know that your coverage plays and create some offense. But Lovey Smith with that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team gave him plenty of issues and he ended up getting Lovey Smith to his staff and learning what exactly that middle linebacker is doing, why they're doing it, and then started to be able to break uh, some of those Tampa two looks that he was able or he was getting. But you got two safeties deep. You usually get five people underneath. You're not usually rushing more because you don't want to leave anything underneath um, an area of the field exploited. You want to use and get pressure with four, which is huge. And those linebackers have to be disciplined. Teams usually try to play this coverage because they're trying to cut off that short breaking route. It's usually like a third and long situation where they know they're trying to get the ball quickly. They want to have basically all the short routes covered and be able to get to that area and tackle um what are some of the players that you think like get targeted against the cover two look it's your in like your down linebackers are going to struggle um the linebackers who have it it takes like one of two pieces to be an effective cover two linebacker it takes either elite athleticism or it takes elite football brains so like positioning is highly highly critical the elite athleticism comes into play because now in today's NFL, who are they in charge of basically covering in this defensive shell? It's opposing tight ends and opposing running backs. 
the typically linebackers are slower than running backs and they're smaller than tight ends. So that's typically where you see the exploitation of this um, defensive shell. So with that elite athleticism, basically able to match up against that elite positioning, you're able to see the play develop before um, in the absence of one of those things, linebackers really, really struggle um, in this shell because it is a lot more reliant on linebacker play. Yeah, and this upcoming year, I've been able to start to get some projections going, some things uh, down the road. I've got five teams using, utilizing like cover two or cover two man at a decently high rate. Kansas City Chiefs, who did plenty of it this past year, no reason to change what they do. They also can get into this coverage often because they usually create negative plays on first and second down, which creates you into a third and long, and this is what they want to get done. And on top of it, they're usually ahead in games and can utilize this coverage because they know the team is trying to throw. Then I have the Saints, uh, their two-man type of scheme. They run that at a higher rate than most. The Falcons, who got the Saints uh, defensive line coach, I think he will bring over a lot of the principles that he had there. The Bears with um, Eberflus, who took over last year, now that they got Tremaine Edmonds, I think they'll be a lot more effective. We actually have a play from them that we'll be breaking down later in uh, the show, just here shortly. And then I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will utilize a lot of cover two as well because their division is a nightmare. I mean, and they get their front four can get pressure quickly and they need to utilize a lot of cover two to help out that back end of the defense. Do you have any other uh, defenses that you think will be running this at a high rate? No, I mean, the one that comes to mind immediately when you talk about cover two, Tampa two is the Pittsburgh Steelers because they've been running it since 2005. <laughs> like it just been have it's been ever since Mike Tomlin has been there. Um, they've been running this a shell of this or some variation of of too high cover two type defensive scheme. And you can remember all those Pittsburgh Steelers games against the New England Patriots uh, where Gronk is just demolishing those middle linebackers where Lawrence Timmons isn't exactly the guy that I want to be covering Gronk. They'll get miscommunication. There's a lot that uh, goes into it, but let's get started into the breakdown of some of the plays we had. I picked plays basically that are highlights that you should be able to find on YouTube without any problems. The first one we're going to be talking about today is the Falcons. They ran a cover two mix because on the bottom of the screen, We'll get to it. I think AJ Terrell is playing two man, and then on the top of the screen, they're playing some variation of the cover two. Pre snap, they show the look. Burrow can see it. He can see clearly that there are two deep safeties, and they have on the top of the screen, you got T. Higgins. In the slot, you got Tyler Boyd. In line tight end, you've got, I think, Hayden Hurst at this point. He's still healthy. And at the bottom of the screen, Jamar Chase. This is a game that I think they went absolutely nuclear. I think all three receivers were actually viable in DFS. Falcons are just trying their hardest to just stop the pass in this scenario. And right off rip, we talk about the linebackers being important. The Bengals utilize play action. They keep Hurst in to help bring a max, well, it's not a max protect, six people blocking. Those linebackers bite on the Joe Mixon uh, play action. How big of a mistake is this against the the Bengals? It's huge. And I mean, you talk about like the what the tight end's responsibilities are here. He gives this play away. He gives this play away. He's still in his stance a full <laughs> second into the play. Like he's still he's still standing there in his stance. He has not moved. He is clearly in max protect. It is clearly a passing play. 
So if he, if this were a run play, you would have the tight end looking for the upside linebacker and trying to get a push off the offensive line. That does not happen. He stands in his stance, which is a dead giveaway to a linebacker, and which is even more funny to me why the bite happens. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just like football basics. I don't know, like. Yeah. What do Mike I know? I've never played, but uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's just basics. Mike Martz also talked to me. Look at the offense linemen. Every single one of them picks their head up. If you're running the ball, crown of the helmet's down on all lines. You're down in the trenches, yep. Yeah, it's a, it would be very unique to run a halfback draw from this type of look just because, I mean – it doesn't that none of them step forward. Like nobody even breaks. Everybody looks like they're in pass protect. And then what happens here is we go further into the play. AJ Terrell is on Jamar Chase at the bottom of the screen. AJ Terrell just plays two man. He is not letting Jamar Chase get any type of uh breakaway or try to find that like maybe soft spot. The safety on the Jamar Chase side is just all the way over he is playing almost a quarter of the field at this point he's no longer getting to that half and then at the top what they run is tyler boyd on a seam route and they basically run a uh corner route with t higgins safety this is where things go bad between these two clips we'll go back to that go back to that last shot what's interesting to me here is you see jamar chase with the outbreaking route and you see bottom uh, free safety is providing inside leverage with nobody knowing that the top of the screen is basically in more of a cover two zone, which is interesting to me. You'll see, we'll see here shortly. They could have gone to Jamar chase because he has leverage. They, and they end up going to Tyler Boyd here because free (laughs) strong side safety gets sniped, but (laughs) the next, the next clip, he just, he falls out. So he, (laughs) he has fallen down and now all of a sudden you have two people open. And I think this was supposed to be a Tampa two look because the, the linebacker that bites on the Joe Mixon play action after he bites on it, he is in a full sprint. He's in play that he is (laughs) trying his hardest to cover the middle of the field he obviously is not able to get there. Tyler Boyd, 60-yard touchdown. It's simple. It's a simple play for them. The Bengals that day started to get rhythm from an offensive line perspective because there's no real pressure, threatening pressure on a Burrow. This is what happens when you give Burrow time, regardless of if it's cover two, cover two man. This offense is just elite. And also, just a kind of side note, if the safety is able to stay upright, if they actually had the players covered, he had Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon, wide open. It would have been an easy check down for them. This is first and 10, too, that they're giving him this look at the 40-yard line. You can go yeah. look at that Tyler Boyd touchdown and see that this is what cover two. It's like a mix on one side of the field where they just don't want Jamar Chase to beat them. And then on the top side of the field, they're definitely playing cover two zone because you can see that outside corner break into the flat. Yeah, um, it's cover two help with the uh, free safety basically providing the overtop on Jamar Chase. And next one we're going to go into, Matt Eberfluss, which is someone that I expect to run a lot of cover to. They did this against the Miami Dolphins. And when you get two looks, I think coaches should be running play action plenty just because, one, there's a threat of running the ball because of the fact that they have two high safeties. You should be able to get down the field with that type of running. And in this particular play, Mike McDaniel uses that weird behind-the-quarterback play action from shotgun that I – 
didn't quite understand, but he ran it so much that I just became accustomed to it with Tua. And right away, you see the linebackers all start to flow to that side of the field because the Dolphins sell it really well. Their entire offensive yeah, line this, pulls that side. This one is pretty cool because you have a pulling guard who's outside the tackle, which and the the reason for that behind that like demi shotgun look or the 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 running back sweep basically mm-hmm. um, is to it, it's basically to leverage the off tackle run. And with the pulling guard, it's super interesting because he gets two of these strong side linebackers to bite off of that play because it looks so much like a running play. So this is just genius game design and, oh, yeah. and planning. And you had Alec Ingold, who's a fullback, basically operating as like almost an inline tight end, but he's a little off of the <laughs> line of scrimmage. And he just comes in and throws a great block. Which, you know, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are on the same side of the field. They basically yeah. know we're looking at these linebackers. We are trying to get behind these linebackers and in between these safeties. That is what the goal of their route tree is in this particular play. Because once they step forward, we have the speed, you're done. Like, there's nothing you can do because it's... That's the soft spot. The soft spot is in between the linebackers and the safeties. This is a throw that Tua can make very well. Um, as the play continues, Tua got a little lucky here, I will say. <laughs> but you see the linebackers on this side of the field are looking at each other right here, trying to figure out, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> we are not supposed to be here. Whoa, the entire whoa. defensive line is still paying attention to Raheem Mostert, who doesn't have the football, by the way. And Tua is rolling out to wide open grass and putting this linebacker in a very stressful situation. This is a cover two look because you can see this corner letting Gasecki just go to the safety and him kind of looking like, okay, who's coming my way? Because now I see that Tua has the ball and I'm trying to find the receiver that's coming this side of the field. You can see Eddie Jackson point like, okay, they're going that way. Um, Kyler, or I believe, I don't know their strong side safety was at this particular play, but he is in great position against Mike Kosecki. Tua continues rolling out. And this is where Waddle knows the depth. He knows that Eddie Jackson is way on the opposite nut or hashes. And he knows this is the open spot. Tua yeah. finds him. The safety who is covering Kosecki breaks late. And it's just an easy six points. Do you have anything else that you would like to add to this one? No, I mean, this is just like a... a beautiful play design it's it's really just like a I, I don't know what else to say like this is just amazing from the 15 right it's yeah i can't see the down marker uh, i don't know down what down marker. it was third down is actually third okay. down and like it's like third and five third and five yeah so yeah. third and five and it's very clearly the first three seconds of the play are an off tackle outside zone run we have the linebacker who's providing outside leverage. We have a pulling guard. Everything looks like an outside zone off yep. tackle run. And to roll out of that and then know that they have, because of the cover two look that they have, um, manipulate the safety like we talked about in one of the previous episodes with Kasiki, who's running just a, um, a deep post. post. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now you have that, that middle of the field cleared out for Waddle, who's just not going to miss here. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's, it, this is the kind of downfall of like the cover two. If you're able to get this defensive line to just, okay, <laughs> we're going to follow the running play. The corner on the outside, I think it's Jaquan 
is it brisk no not brisk i think it's kyler gordon here he's just standing there that he had nothing to do with the play he is there's nobody to guard there's literally no way that he is even a part of it and it just cuts the field in half and Tua had three different options based on where these safeties and corners kind of ended up and he found the right read he found jalen waddle was a little late Mm -hmm. um he could have put it a little earlier and if the safety maybe breaks a little earlier he can find it but it's really difficult to expect the safety to kind of get that done, especially with covering Gusecki here. But that is what I have for cover two. Now we're going to move on to a man two look where this play, you can see it's clearly man two because of the fact that you, these corners aren't looking at Kirk Cousins. Each other play, you could see the corners staring at the quarterback, um, not paying attention necessarily to the receiver in front of them. The Lions here, they show it right away. They're looking directly at the receivers in front of them. The Vikings know it. Um, They have Alonzo on Dalvin Cook. They've got, I think, Akuda up top with Justin Jefferson. And at the bottom, it is, I believe, Mike Hughes and um, the Penn State corner. Can't say his last name on the bottom of the screen. Ball gets snapped. The Vikings don't need play action. They believe in their route concepts. And this is where two man can get beat where Mike Hughes just plays this incorrectly. Yeah. He right away, he's not giving, uh, he's allowing KJ Osborne to get outside leverage. Him and the safety have to be on the same page where the safety stays in the hashes. He's the safety's trying to help on the inside. Mike Hughes is helping on the inside. KJ Osborne is like, I'm running a corner. <laughs> I know both of you guys are playing inside leverage. Kirk Cousins immediately looks to that side of the field. Like Justin Jefferson's on Okuda, doesn't care, doesn't matter to him. I am looking at KJ Osborne because I see the safeties in the wrong position or Mike Hughes, whatever the communication is here. Um, it's simple. It's KJ Osborne getting a chance to just basically break a little inside to make Mike Hughes bite even more and then pops outside. And you have this concept, uh, like little smash concept where um, KJ's running a post and Adam Thielen's running like a deep curl. He's kind of getting held right here. Is there anything that you find uh, significant about this play? Well, yeah. I mean, really, it's Mike Hughes and the strong side safety. Look at his stance and his feet at each one of these iterations. And he is basically flat-footed in each instance. And even here, before while the ball's being thrown, he's kind of still caught in no man's land. So that communication, that handoff um, that's yeah. supposed to happen on that post route never happened. Yep. And I mean, again, two-man look, you should not be getting beat like this. <laughs> like... If you're supposed to be he or the I think it's Kirby Joseph is at the top with Okuda. He's got that half of the field locked. He knows the only receiver in his way is Justin Jefferson. He has to make sure he can help Okuda deep down the field. Jefferson just kind of runs a clear route. There's at this point in the play, there's no way Kirk is throwing to uh, Jefferson. He can clear his yet. He even tries to kind of come to that side of the field. But KJ Osborne, it's it's a perfect play by O'Connell. And it's, you know. Shows that against the two-man look, you don't you don't need play action because you're not fooling linebackers. You're not getting into the zone. It's we need to get our route concept run. We need to win on our route concept because if we don't, 
bad things will happen. Speaking of bad things happening, the next one is a cover two man look by the you know Wink Martindale defense. This is why Wink always blitzes. He doesn't like to do this. This isn't his <laughs> yeah. MO. I was I was surprised to see that they were one of the teams that allowed a highlight play against two man just because I didn't expect Wink to even go this route. But pre-snap, you can see it. You got basically press coverage on everybody outside of Dalvin Cook because you don't really need to. Most of the corners are paying attention to the receiver mixed with a little bit looking in at Kirk Cousins here. Do you think that you can see that this is two-man right away? Or some cover two type of look because the two safeties are split as well. Yeah. And ball gets snapped. Dalvin Cook helps chip Thibodeau inside to help the tackle there. As one does. That's that's what you should be doing to Thibodeau. (laughs) Yeah. And the person who's covering Dalvin's kind of like froze, like, okay, I know he's going to go to the flat now. Mm -hmm. Um, At the bottom of the screen, you have KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen. I think they're running the same route concept we saw in the previous play where KJ Osborne runs a post or corner. Thielen runs like this outbreaking curl type route. And TJ Hawkinson is now on the team and he's running some sort of option route here. Mm -hmm. But at the top of the screen, you see Justin Jefferson in man coverage win immediately off the line of scrimmage. He gets this outside release on the guy and this safety cheats to the outside knowing, okay, he's got outside leverage. I need to help out here, but this is where bad things happen. (laughs) Mr. Jefferson just runs a great in breaking route and the timing of this throw was phenomenal because Kirk is pulling the throw of the trigger or trigger right here. Safety doesn't know he's kind of breaking on this inside route, but he can't go because Jefferson is capable of going out now. And Kirk Cousins throws it as he's getting hit, as you can see on this <laughs> little here. <laughs> Jefferson's wide open because of the clear out route that provided by Dalvin Cook. Great lane to throw in. Justin Jefferson's able to get it over the middle of the field and score a touchdown. That is one of the few plays that the Giants ran two man. I don't expect them to be running two man much this upcoming year. Is there anything that you'd like to add from this one? No, not really. So that is all I have from the cover two man type of look. Both of these coverages are things we are seeing more of in the NFL today, just because of the quarterback play that is, it's so difficult to defend these guys and you want to stop things over in the middle of the field. It's just your linebackers have to be elite at covering over the middle of the field. And that's just not the case. I think the bears defense this year will be running it pretty effectively with Tremaine Edmonds. I think the bills defense will get away from it because of the loss of Tremaine Edmonds. I think Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the league in Tampa too. Um, You see plenty of plays throughout his 49ers tenure in that type of coverage. But is there anything you'd like to add just overall about cover two, cover two, man? No, not really. I think we crushed it. I think we did well with this one. But that is all we have from the Cover 5 podcast. This upcoming Tuesday, we'll be getting into the defenses that we can really target. We've kind of gotten all the great defenses out the way. I'm stoked to get to that. And then we'll have the following week, our final eight, Um, Next week, we will also be breaking down cover three coverage. As always, this is presented by the 33rd team. Go check out all the podcasts on our podcast network. That is all we have from the cover five and see ya.